It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday. January, no, February 1st, 2023. Close. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Where does the time go? Where does it go? Uh, There's a fun show today. Some different stuff on there for you. It's a hair heritage moment, of course, because it's Wednesday. Although, you know, sometimes the heritage moments are very, very Calgary specific. Like, you'd have to be kind of be familiar with the city. Yep. This one's about Canmore. So if you've ever been to Canmore, Banff, uh, this should be of interest to you. Yeah, it's, assuming... it's kind of a Calgary and surrounding area heritage moment. That's yeah. what it should be called. That's yeah. fair. No. I'm assuming most people listening have been to Banff at some yeah. point. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the differences between Brampton, Shauna's hometown in Alberta, as pointed out by someone I saw on TikTok. The goat of people with a certain name. Some ways that you can grow your butt, allegedly. Got an etymology. Uh, more on new varieties of apples. Shauna's boyfriend, Cliff, is trying to trick her into something she doesn't want to do right now, which Horse is crap. really funny. <laughs> and something I think you'll be able to relate to after your out-of-context clip of the show. I mean, you're back. It's just so bent. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I don't know how, but I absolutely wrecked my lower back yesterday. Oh, no. It's bad. I was at the gym, and it started to get a bit sore, and then I was like, I better cut this workout short. And by the time I got to the parking lot, I could barely walk. And then I just like laid, hobbled around the house all yesterday, and it hurts today. It's bad. It's, it's the worst it's ever been. That's awful. Um, but while I was hobbling around yesterday, completely unrelated to that, my youngest son, Brigham, asked our Google Mini to play Baby Got Back. And right when he said that, as I'm like bent in half, I was like, Baby Got Back problems. Oh, yeah. A modern twist for the 30-something and older, because once you hit a certain age, it seems like your back always hurts just a little bit. So relatable. So, Oh my God, Beckler, look at your back. It is so bent. You look like one of those Rebaxaset puppets. Who remembers those puppets? You should see a doctor because you're folded up like a lawn chair, okay? I mean, your back, it's just so bent. I can't believe it's so crooked. You're like stooped. I mean, gross. Look. You're just so old. I frigged my back and I cannot move. My physio won't approve. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So we were chatting about Nickelback yesterday. <laughs> and uh, people don't even like when we say that word, so I'm sorry. But uh, Cliff, my boyfriend, he messaged me because he was listening at the time and he was laughing. So Cliff likes Nickelback. And I never really got into them, right? I'm I'm not a, a huge fan. I respect what they did and, and what they're doing, and I think they're great. But I just I never will listen to Nickelback on my own time. Uh, but when when we were first dating, Cliff and I, uh, he was trying to impress me. So at one point, we were taking a road trip through Saskatchewan, and we were passing Hannah, Alberta, which of course is the home of Nickelback. Yes. And we took this detour. So he actually took me on a surprise detour and he said to me, he was like, I've got a surprise for you. And we drove out of our way for a little bit. And then all of a sudden we passed the big sign that says home of Nickelback. And he's like, hey, look at this. That was his surprise. That was his <laughs> surprise and detour. Didn't have the effect that he had intended by no, the sounds of it. No, and I was just like, "Are you, did we just take a detour to see the home of Nickelback? Really? Like this is what... It's so funny because Cliff texted oh, me yesterday too after we talked about that. He said he's been trying to get you to go, yes, to go see Nickelback, and mm -hmm. I was like, oh, 
you're going to have to like get box seats and tell her Mark McMorris is going to be in the box or something. Or that would, I don't see her. That would do it. Her going otherwise. Well, he just recently <laughs> he did. He sewered me because what we do is we we always look for different like big events to go see each other, right? Because we're in a long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this is a big date. So like we'll try and get a flight to see you then and whatever. So he says to me, he, he gives me this date and he said, yeah, like you should really be here for this. We have a big event coming up. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, what is it? And he goes, well, it's it's this guy, Brantley Gilbert, and he's really good. And I want you to come see him. And what, you know, he knows the music I like. And I was like, yeah, I respect you have a, a musician you want to see. You're excited about it. Great. I'll go. And then all of a sudden I find out that Brantley Gilbert is opening for Nickelback. <laughs> And he's trying to trick you. He tricked me <laughs> into thinking that this was some big event with this new up-and-coming artist, and it's just a Nickelback show that he was like, yeah, come for this. And so. you almost fell for it, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I didn't you look You would have arrived it. at the venue, and you're looking around. Awful lot of Terry's here Yeah, for this Brantley Gilbert fellow. I would have been... Hang on a second. I don't know how... This oh, is a Nickelback show. Oh, just, I'm getting nickel fish. <laughs> that's what I call it. He's nickel fishing me. Okay. And Shauna podcast. We've talked about apple varieties before on this show. Yeah. Seems there are new varieties of apple every time I go to the grocery store. And they all sound like strip clubs. They do all sound like stripper strip club names. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the <laughs> Apple industry is just putting huge money into R&D, aren't they? They sure are. I was thinking if we could move a few of those scientists off apples and onto like diseases or clean energy or something, we might be better for it. But they're like, no, apples. Yeah. Sink it all into apples. It is a bit. Like, <laughs> apples are overtaking the produce aisle. Like, I, the fruits are becoming, it's an entire row of apple varieties now. I'm like, how many, how many more apples we need here? Yeah. So the, the the newest one I found is called an opal. Oh, have you? I, I don't know if it's brand new or if it's. Have you ever heard of an opal? I haven't. Okay, no. maybe it is fairly new. But again. I always see. Here's the other thing. I never really read the names. I look at them and I go, "This one looks good to me today." So then that's the one I pick. I like to know if it's one I've heard of before or not, because like I said, they're all new and new and exciting. I like so, pink ladies. Pink ladies, yeah. yeah. Um, good galas too. So the opal yeah. is a derivative of the golden delicious. It was made in the Czech Republic. Okay, Czechia. Yeah. Doesn't really sound like a stripper name or a strip club name. Opal? Sounds like an old lady name. A little bit. Also, or a classier strip club. Ah. You know, one a little, a little more. bachelor party. For the, for the old ladies. It's, it's the old lady <laughs> strip club. I, that's weird. I'm not a fan of the Opal, though. Why? It tastes a little too, like, pearish, maybe? Too mm. much like a pear? There are those apples that taste pear-y. Yeah. Which is weird. And I don't mind a Golden Delicious, but there's something something weird about the opal. It has like a softer texture than that pear texture. Yeah. No. Also, if it's an opal, does that mean that we're going to get bonobos as well? <sighs> I like to... Oat. Oat. That is... Oat. Opals and bonobos. 14 child dad <laughs> joke. 14 kids. <laughs> The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna. A couple really simple, quick ones for you, Beckler. Okay. Uh, the term getting sacked, as in getting fired. Mm-hmm. I was like, where did that come from? So the first time that it was used was back in 1840. But back then, workers would carry their tools with them from job to job in a sack or a bag. So when a laborer was dismissed, he would take his sack and leave. It was literally getting sacked. You take your sack and go. So the modern equivalent of that would be when someone's fired from an office job and they put everything in a A box, box, in a filing box, Mm -hmm. 
So you, you don't get sacked. You get, you get boxed, boxed these now. days, right? Yeah, you get boxed. So there you go. I always picture like the littlest hobo with his little sack, though, on his way to. Just it's called a bindle. Yeah, a bin, his bindle. His bindle. Me. His bindle, taking it and going. So that's where sack came from. I was like, I'd never really thought about that, but very literal. Uh, and one other one, chum. The word chum. As in like a friend? As in a friend. He's my chum. He's my chum. That comes from the term chamber fellow, which is the old word for roommate. So now we shared your chamber with roommates, but it used to be chamber fellow. So that's where chum is just kind of a short form. It was a slang that came from chamber fellow. I like chamber fellow better than roommate. I like chamber fellow too. I think I'm going to bring that back. (laughs) Yeah. I need a chamber fellow. Would you like to be my chamber fellow? It sounds like a little more intimate. I was up all night. My damn chamber fellow was playing music too loud. (laughs) Also sounds like a good nickname for your bits a little bit too. I'm a fan of that. Um, We can see your chamber fellow. I can see your chamber fellow. (laughs) With Shauna. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. I saw a tweet from President Biden earlier this week about electric vehicles. And it said, On my watch, the great American road trip is going to be fully electrified. And then he was talking about a tax credit of up to 7500 bucks for a new electric vehicle. Wow. And then attached was a picture of Biden driving a Hummer EV, which I thought was pretty funny. Using that particular vehicle as an example of the switch to electrification on yeah, our roads. Like maybe a Leaf would have been better. Because <laughs> we've talked about the Hummer EV before. Mm-hmm. It's a beast. It's massive. Its battery is the size of, I think, almost five Nissan Leafs. Yeah, like you can't Leafs? tell me that those those batteries are good for the environment. No. You, know what I mean? like, you don't buy a Hummer EV because you God. want to be environmentally friendly. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are sick vehicles. And... I would drive one, given mm-hmm. the opportunity. Yeah, they if I look could, great. Yeah, they're very right. cool. Yeah. But, like, you don't get to drive one while feeling like you're making a difference. <laughs> you know, you don't get to sit up there in your Hummer EV hey. with five normal EV batteries. You're like, hmm, hmm, Although, in comparison Planet. to the Hummer not EV, I suppose, <laughs> I like, if you're upgrading from a non-EV Hummer to an EV Hummer, then you are doing if you something. you can only drive a Hummer. Yes, if that's the only the environmental Your choice. DNA tells you you can't drive anything else but a Hummer, then yes, you're, you're doing something <laughs> for the environment. I was also thinking, we've talked about how there are a lot of questions about this specific vehicle because the Hummer EV weighs just shy of 10,000 pounds. Holy crap. And it yeah. does zero to 60 in like, I don't know, three seconds or something. Like it's, it's insane. The inertia in that vehicle is unbelievable. And there are some people who have wondered if maybe you should need a special license to operate it. Because wow. It's so much power and so much weight. So I'm hoping they didn't let Sleepy Joe out of the parking <laughs> lot in that. I don't think we need 89-year-old Joe Biden. How old is he? 100? Ripping around in a Hummer EV. Probably not the best idea. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Friend of the show, Roger, messaged and said, at least this president can drive. The last one couldn't. And I was like, could Trump not drive? And Roger didn't think so. He said he was, you know, he was born into money. Grew up in New York. That's insane to me. Probably was chauffeured around his whole life. Or, I mean, there'd be lots of people who would be... If you were born in a city like New York, would never drive, would never have a reason to drive. Well, I think we've talked about this, but I have, yeah, in Toronto, I have friends who, I, it's a lot of them, or some of them grew up to drive, some of them didn't though, and then some of them even that did grow up driving haven't driven in years because, mm-hmm. again, they, they don't have cars in Toronto and you take transit everywhere. 
I have two good friends here who don't drive, never yeah. have, don't have licenses. Yeah, it's true. They we just get around. I find it interesting because it is becoming more common to not drive, mm-hmm. not learn to drive, and you don't need to if there's enough you know, public transit, obviously. Well, even without public transit, like you think of the cost of operating a vehicle. Oh my like, God, our vehicles cost so much. Yeah. I'm, I would hate to know what we spend on vehicles, but it would be enough to pay for quite a few Ubers or taxis Yeah. on top of transit. Like you could... If you lived close to the core of a city, you, it would be cheaper to do it that way, to Uber and than it would be to pay for a vehicle by the time you factor in, totally. you know, payments, maintenance, insurance, fuel. Like, it's it's so expensive. Parking. And I live downtown and I, I drive very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I If we didn't have the morning show, if we were later on the station, I'd actually walk to work as well. But I do drive to work because it's so early in the morning. It's a little sketchy down here in the morning. And it's cold and I would rather that extra 10 minutes of sleep when you're waking up at 4 a.m. But uh, yeah, outside of that, like, it's the mountains. I, I have a car because I want a vehicle to get to the mountains on the weekend mm-hmm. in, but during the week... You well, even when it's nice out, you biked most of last year. Yep. I, for for weeks at a time, I didn't have my car. Yeah. So I was biking, and you can easily do that, no problem. So. Yeah, you can save a ton of money. And I mean, I don't see... I was kind of joking. I don't see why your ability to drive would determine whether or not you should leave the country. No. It's not very important to the job. It really isn't. Although no. maybe, you know, it, driving is a big part of people's lives, both rurally and in, in the city in a lot of cases. Like, people spend a lot of time in their vehicles. It's true. And, like I said, it's a big cost. So to have that sort of understanding of what the average motorist in your country goes through yeah. might be kind of important. I don't know if the new community of Midtown and Airdrie is set up in a way that you can get around, get around without a vehicle. It's apparently very pedestrian-friendly, which is nice to know. Look at that segue, Beckler. Oh, oh it's that good. That is why we are the pros. No, that's why we get paid the big bucks or something. <laughs> uh, Shane Holmes builds three types of homes in the new community of Midtown and Airdrie. Lane homes, single-family front-drive homes, and paired homes. Speaking of which, friend of the show, Allie, commented on one of my recent TikTok videos and said, I thought you should know that when you said paired home on the PissCast, I hear parrot home. I cannot unhear it now. Oh. Parrot homes. Parrot homes. Shade Homes is building parrot homes. They're small homes for tropical birds. Tiny. (laughs) Everything that a tropical bird would need. Very specialized. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really for the birders out there. These these are duplexes. (laughs) These are parrot homes. Not parrot homes. I don't know if Shane Holmes makes parrot homes. Uh, Learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I've noticed that all the TV shows love to flaunt what season they're on. Have you noticed this? Like, I was watching The Social yesterday, and they were like, they they now refer to the show itself as the social 10th season. Oh, like the the daytime... TV shows and the talk yeah. shows and stuff. It's so yeah. weird. It's like it, it's used in their names now. Like Ellen's 25th season. It was like this big thing. They constantly are talking about the seasons. And I was thinking like, maybe we should adopt that tactic here <laughs> in radio as well. You know, what do you it'd, think? It'd be weird, wouldn't it? It would be super weird. But I, this is what they're doing in TV. Like we've been, we've been on the air together for seven years. I think it's eight next week, Sean. Holy I think hell. We, yeah. Well, if you count the, when we were on the afternoon show. So are we going into our eighth season then? This would be, no, I think we've completed eight years. This would be our ninth season coming up. Oh my God. Ninth season. Yeah. Also though, (laughs) TV shows, when they talk about seasons, they have what, a couple a year and then they go on two breaks? Mm, Yeah, that's true. And we go all year long. So are we, is it four seasons a year that we do then? Is that how it works in TV? Like do they? I think so. Or do they do it in years? Those daytime shows are year round, aren't they? 
Some of them are, and some oh. of them go on breaks. I don't okay. actually know those. Well, if you take a break, then we'd be in our 16th season. Holy. We've been on the air together it's like for over half the station's life now. I know. That's wild. How weird is that? That's very weird. So we can um, maybe use that to our advantage, you know? And then we'll juice the numbers by saying that we actually do two seasons in one year. Exactly. So. Beckler and Shauna, X morning 16th season. Their historic 16th season. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do it. Come for all the guests and the fun. It <laughs> <laughs> not, not also makes really me good. feel old. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So I was targeted an ad with how to get a bigger butt, Beckler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, clearly, they know that I have the Jefferson Curse of Flat Ass, okay? Which, I mean, we've talked about this before. My dad has this, okay? He has the flat ass thing that goes on. He has to wear suspenders at all times because his pants will go I get it. come from a long line of flat asses and tall ass cracks. Right? I, I do, yeah. I do. You know, a noble line of the <laughs> flat, long, tall cracks. Uh, first off, though, I wanted to pass along this information because I thought maybe people out there want to know as well. Everybody wants a big butt. Uh, so, f- certain foods are supposed to help. According to this article, so they meat say meat with lots of hormones, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> beef raised with lots and lots of hormones. Yeah, it says dried fruit, okay, <laughs> peanut butter, cottage cheese, <laughs> nuts and sweet potatoes. They're all supposed to be good for your foot. That's what they're claiming. It's really funny because I mean I'm, I'm no I'm no dietitian, but I do, I don't think that it, that stuff goes directly to the foot. Nope. I think it's probably just like things that are high in protein are yes. good for you, right? That's exactly so, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so moving on. They then say that use butt enhancing creams. Oh, creams. There are now creams, creams. that are apparently meant to enhance your fart wallet. So uh, this is, <laughs> I struggled. Don't spend any money on on creams for your dump noodle there, okay? Well, this is the really funny part is that even the article admits that these don't work, really. really? They're like, some of these don't really work. I'm like, no, none of them do. We <laughs> no, know, like, come on, give, give me a break here. Uh, next, there are pills. There are pills that are supposed to enhance your slap chop, they're now saying. So you can actually take a butt supplement pill. I would say those are about as effective as big wiener pills. Yep. That's just pissing your money away. Honestly, like a, yeah, do not, okay. do not waste your money on, honestly. Okay. And then here's the last one uh, butt, butt massages. Butt massages. So, massages for your Winnebago are supposed to actually enhance them. So, you go to the, you go to a massage therapy place and you say, just, just give the me doof, the ass. please. Yep, just, just give, work my doof. That's exactly it. Yeah, just the pop socket, nothing else. Just go straight for the goods, okay? I was thinking, though, I was like, Beckler, this is... <laughs> specific regions that you want to focus on today? Doof. Yep, straight to the trouser taster, please. That's all I want. I'm not even going to take the rest of my clothes off. No, nope, just, just that. My oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking, though, I was like, this is clearly someone who just wants to touch some asses, I'm guessing. I'm like, Beckler, if you're looking for a side hustle, this is the way to do it, really. I'm a, I'm a specialist in butt massage, butt, butt masseuse. Dr. Fuffenstein. <laughs> Dr. Fuffenstein will see you now. Yes. Oh, yes. Come <laughs> right here your with your poop garden. Hour. I'll take that thing right in here. Oh, yeah. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Friend of the show, Tom, sent me a, a screenshot of a tweet yesterday, and he said, are you behind this? This is what the tweet said. Who is the greatest Terry of all time? We've had this discussion. We have. That's hilarious. We did have this discussion on the show Was at one it point. you or... Uh, no, it was not me who okay. tweeted that. Um, I think we all we, we decided Terry Fox, Terry Fox, the greatest Terry down. of all time, right? Yes. Um, but I looked at this Twitter account, and it's almost entirely questions about the goat of different things. 
And many okay. of them are just names. It'll be like, who's the greatest Jill of all time? Who's the greatest Spencer of all time? Interesting. And then it sparks all these discussions. Not a bad idea for a Twitter account. No. Uh, and I found that funny, too, because I had this written in my show notes, and I don't know why. It was just, sometimes I jot things down and forget why I wrote this down. But it said, Goat of Taylors. Who is the Goat of Taylors? And it's I don't, a weird one. I know. And I don't know why I wrote that. I why love- specifically it was Taylor? I almost at one point thought of doing a segment of the things that we have on our phones that we've written down as notes that don't make any sense and trying to come up with what <laughs> what that means because I have so many of these oh my God, that I just I, wrote when I was too tired or kind yes. of half distracted and in my sleep sometimes. <laughs> I'll write stuff in my sleep and I'll wake up and I'm like, What were you thinking? And what what is this anyway? So goat of Taylor's is what yeah, you wrote. Okay. I don't I don't know. It's not even really a great discussion, but I just wrote it down. Taylor Who is the Swift. goat of, is it Taylor Swift? Mm. Would it be her? You know who I'd go for? I'd, I'd say, can you, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I know that's a middle name, but still, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Tim the Toolman Taylor? See, that was the other one. Tim the Toolman and Jonathan Taylor. They were the two that came to mind first. Okay. Top of mind for me. What about James Taylor, the folk singer? Mm, yeah. He Probably not bigger than Taylor Swift, though. No. Was Taylor there- Lautner of Twilight? Yeah. Was there a president... With the last name Taylor? I don't... If, if I don't presidents. even know the answer to that. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Hawkins? Ah, Taylor Hawkins. He's in the discussion. Uh-huh. He's a great Taylor. He is a great Taylor. So JTT, right, with the short form of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> for those of you who weren't in my age group, he was the teen bop poster did, did that everyone... Did you have the poster for, of him? Oh, I had JTT all over my room. With he his was center part guy. haircut? And, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was dreamy. Really dreamy. He was the one. So, I mean, that's why he kind of comes top of mind for me. So, if you're a 30-something woman... JTT would be it. Okay. Outside of that, though, I don't think so. No. Would it be be Taylor Swift? The goat of Taylors? It's probably the first one that comes to mind when someone says Taylor, isn't it? You're right. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This video came up on my feed yesterday uh, of a woman who moved from Brampton, Ontario to Alberta. Oh, my hometown represent. And she was talking about some of the differences she's noticed since living here. Interesting. And I wanted to play this for you because okay. you have also made that move, although it's been a while since you moved out this way. You've yeah. been living in, a, in the West for a while now. Uh, but see what you think of what she's noticed here, Sean. Okay. This is number one. Number one, they leave cars on the street. So, like, if your car breaks down, they will literally leave it on the highway and pick it up whenever they can. In Ramsey, Ontario, that car is getting robbed. It's getting stripped for parts. <laughs> Yes, no. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I commented on that during the last big snowstorm we had, that there were just so many vehicles just Abandoned. left on Deerfoot. And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll get it when it's not so cold. Yeah, it wouldn't be there if you were in Brampton when you got back to it. <laughs> It'd just be the jazzy. Yeah, it would be it. Someone's working on that, too. Yeah, okay. I think I told you, I got my windshield wipers stolen once in Brampton. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. The $20 windshield wipers. Shouldn't have left them unattended. No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Take them with you like a bike seat. Absolutely. Another anyway. thing I noticed, living in Brampton, driving 45 minutes to Toronto on a weekend is soft. What? You want me to go to Scarborough? Sure, I'll drive an hour. High traffic. Moving down here, you're not going to find me traveling anywhere longer than 20 minutes. I don't know why the 20 minutes in Edmonton, Alberta feels like four hours, and the 45 to an hour in Toronto feels like 25 minutes. I don't know what the difference is, but there is one. It's true. I think it's the highways. 
Yeah. It's because when you get from one place to the other, like the highways are, you know, 18 lanes across and it's just so riveting that you kind of just, oh, I survived. You get off the highway, you're like, okay, how long was that? Wow, I just blacked out. I also think there's a difference between a long drive when you're moving and when you're not. Yeah, it's true. Like if you get stuck in traffic and it's not moving, it feels like it takes forever. But that's the thing, you're more likely to get stuck in traffic in Toronto. So yeah, you would be, think so. It would be longer. Yeah. Huh. So hopefully she does. I mean, also those, those timelines, I was like, that is not with traffic. Hopefully she's traveling non peak times hmm. because Otherwise, it could be two hours. It's even like though when my parents come to visit, because you can get across, they're from Saskatoon, you can get across Saskatoon in 15 minutes, right? Yeah. And they just think like we're always driving here. It seems like everything is far away. Oh, and Calgary is kind of like that, but. But it's so true. Yeah. When I like driving in GTA, you, you're always driving that long and I never thought of it. And here it's true. I'm like, the, sorry, you live how far away? 30 minutes. Not That's coming. Not coming. <laughs> yeah. Another thing is when you're stopping at a stoplight, like people don't stop directly beside you. I don't know if they find it awkward or common courtesy, but it's never you're at a stoplight and you turn and you actually see the person's car. It's always a little bit behind. So she didn't specify which was which. Like Interesting. If, if you don't stop next to someone in Alberta. Uh, I feel like it would be Alberta that you don't do that. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what I gathered. Yeah. In Brampton, it, there's just too many cars on the road. You're, you're mm. stopping right next to somebody. Jeez, because I, I do always stop a little bit back. I'll use either their doorpost or my doorpost. You just have to a lot more block. space here. Like, yeah. it's just, you have, you, you can do these kinds of things, right? Because it is, it's always, I think, naturally as humans, right? Why, even when you're on the highway, you don't want to be right beside a car that's awkward. You always try and create that yeah. space. When it's busy on the roads, you can't do that. <laughs> Someone right beside you, like, can I help you? Yeah. Is everything... I know, you roll down your window. You good? Or <laughs> what do you need? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Last week, we talked about the history of Kananaskis, and today we look a little bit further west to Canmore. Canmore was inhabited by indigenous peoples for thousands of years before the arrival of European settlers. Indigenous tribes would hunt bison in the Bow Valley, and a thousand-year-old pictographs left by First Nations can still be found in the area. But it wasn't until 1884 when the town of Canmore was established, and it was named in honor of King Malcolm of Scotland. Although I'm not sure honor is the appropriate word, as the word Canmore actually comes from the Gaelic word Canmore which means Big Head. So when you say you're going to Canmore, Alberta, you're actually saying you're going to Big Head, Alberta. The town's existence is owed almost entirely to the Canadian Pacific Railway. The railway was built through Canmore with a switching station established at the base of the Rockies. In 1887, the first coal mine opened in Canmore. The mine was situated below Ha Ling Peak, which back then was known as Chinaman's Peak. Ha Ling Peak, by the way, was named after a cook at the coal mine who was offered a bet of $50 to climb that very peak and be back in town in under 10 hours. Well, he did just that, earned the $50, and subsequently had the peak named after him. The mine would produce coal with the railway constantly moving that coal and freight through town. At this time, Canmore looked very different. It was constantly shrouded in a giant cloud of coal smoke and was an extremely dusty town. And until 1930, Canmore was actually part of Banff National Park. It was then deemed inappropriate for mining to happen within a national park, but Canmore had no intention of ending their profitable mining operation. As a solution, they simply moved the park boundaries to place the mine and Canmore as a whole outside of Banff. The coal mine shut down in 1979 and it left Canmore a bit of a ghost town. It was simply a place for gas and nothing more. That all changed when Calgary was granted the 1988 Olympics and the Canmore Nordic Center was built. This was the beginning of Canmore as the outdoor mecca we know today. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. 
You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. Later.